Ho, 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 you filthy animals. Uh, let's do a little podcast. Um, Aka Awkward, it's Tuesday. This is not supposed to be our podcast day, but if you were listening to the last episode, if you hear last time, there's some holiday things going on, and we had to move the podcast to Tuesday. This is the RGH Real Gamer Hour podcast with MTash, Cacus HD, and True Vanguard, and we've got some juicy topics today. How are you gentlemen doing? Doing good, yeah. It's the Christmas episode, because I guess... That's right. After, it'll be after. So, we got some topics, yeah. and I think we'll probably... We could also talk about some... Uh, at some point, I think we should... Especially in the after hours, we should talk about, like, some gamer gift ideas. I'm down. So, you can, ah. send, you can send it to your mom, you send it to your grandma, send it to your dad, and say, can, hey, this is what you gotta get. That's right. Um, and, uh... But we have a lot of other juicy topics to talk about, too. Yeah. The Christmas Miracle, hot tub, potentially December 27th. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> sooner than expected a little bit, things actual, change. Actual Christmas Miracle. So I, like I will, I will give boys. you all the details on when you should show up, and we will <laughs> jump in the tub together, if you know what I mean. I got a Ooh. Christmas Miracle, too. I finally got a contractor to take my job. Okay. Yay! Build my edition. Oh, it's and, great. And part of this edition, correct me if I'm wrong, is like an extra sleeping quarters, two <laughs> queen beds, uh-huh, one yeah. for M. Tash and the I, boys, and the, and the other and, for yeah, our right. wives, whatever. <laughs> that's right. right. In a little, so we could come, we could bunk, we can stay the night, and we've got two little stream setups, so we could all three game stream, same house, TV's yeah. house. The, the hey, real gamer hour headquarters. Hey, your boy's getting a jacuzzi tub in the in the in the master bath now. So Ooh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you if you want to know, Papa. Dude, um, we have to. We if, if I have any recommendation, consider looking at the Bane Ultra series. Uh, they okay. instead of having a jet system that sucks all the water in and makes all the pipes dirty, it actually has little motors and it pushes air out. And so it's a little bit lighter of a jet, but it still get the nice bubble. Not as massaging, not quite as massaging, but very sanitary and clean. Just I'll I'll, I'll send you the details. All great, right, yeah, great option. Send me those links. Yeah, hot tub heated backrest in them and everything. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> they're, they're so amazing. our our version of a hot tub stream is not in a hot. We're just actually literally talking about hot tub suggestions in what you want to buy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So let's so first it. topic. Yeah, go ahead. So stalker two. Uh, canceled their NFT project. Now, if I understand correctly, they were trying to use NFTs uh, as like a token that you could get some rewards with. So it was actually kind of interesting if you had some of the highest uh, level tokens, if you, if you had the highest package of the NFTs, you could go to the dev studio and like check things out and everything, right? Like you got a tour yeah. or something, right? And then they would yep. make you an NPC in the game. Now, here's the thing. Like, I know there's a lot of, like, NFT hate going on right now. This one I can't get behind. You know, they what essentially happened was this studio, they're an indie studio. They don't have a pub. They're publishing the game themselves, right? And so it's a pretty ambitious project. It's a first-person shooter, like, Chernobyl vibe. It's pretty cool looking. I've, I've watched some of the gameplay. It, it does look pretty interesting. Um, Graphics are unreal. Yeah. But they're totally on their own for funding the game, obviously. Um, and so this was kind of a way they were like, you know, obviously you don't have to buy any of these things. 
but it would be a great way to help fund the development of the game. We can be a little more ambitious with it, you know. And uh, the the community was just like, no, this is horrible. This is stupid. As soon as they saw NFTs, they were just up in arms. And, of course, it got, like, mass circulated. And then people who don't know anything about the game at all are, like, jumping on, like, yeah, screw NFTs and any game developer that wants to incorporate them. And um, anyways, so they, they pulled the whole project, long story short. Right. They made a big press release first they were like you know we might pull it and then they're like okay yeah we definitely have to pull it everybody's everybody's hating on us now that's not why we want our game to be in the news so they canceled the whole thing and then pulled basically every post that ever talked about it Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a it's a little bit more in depth because apparently i think from the article i saw they're gonna actually create like a stalker metaverse and stuff um so there might have been a little bit more ties in with the actual game, which obviously it's like, mm, how are these NFTs impact gameplay? That's a mm-hmm. little bit of a concern. Uh, but yeah, like certainly if you can do it right, then you. <laughs> then you can, I mean, like NFTs are certainly a, a, a cool thing and certainly they're making people some mega moolah like if you're mm. playing it right you're you know you're laughing right you don't care that people trash nfts from your mansion right and so you're like who cares right like uh people who are into it want to spend money on it but it's always that question of like okay how is that going to impact gameplay am i going to have to buy a gun to use or something like that if i you know we talk about fomo imagine missing out on something that you have to like pay for later and, and the right. price is going up and up and up because you missed out on it um like certain games i mean a really popular one like csgo csgo has its skin store right that some skins fetch a lot of money They're like seven yeah, no, grand no, no. for an ak-47 skin like right it's someone actually that that you guys would know that's really into that is robbie v like from the from the dream team yeah. he He's, like, really into it. He has a ton of different skins that he's bought and sold. And even there's, like, these... Uh, I think he said they were called sticker packs that only come up once in a while. And inside of them, you can get rare foils and all this stuff. And he, like, bought, like, hundreds of them and just sat on them. And he's like, they'll go up. They'll go up over time. And uh, so he's, like... He uses it almost like a stock market. And he's, like... That's interesting. Really tracking it. And actually... Blue Westlow, I was listening to a podcast. He did, you know, kind of similar stuff back in uh, Team, uh, Team Fortress. Fortress, Team Fortress Team 2. Because Fortress two, two, yeah. there's different the hats, hats and stuff, yeah. Right? And there's different hats, and he, uh, they were all talking about that, and it was like, whoa, this is really interesting. And so, so there's games that have those, like, economies. Right. Team Fortress 2, uh, CSGO, where you can buy and sell skins on a separate marketplace for real money and a lot of money sometimes. I mean, the Team Fortress, like, fire hat sold for, like, 50000 or some some insane amount of Crazy, money, right? yeah. Yeah, so NFTs are kind of like that. It just uses the blockchain to certify kind of who owns this item um, rather than, I guess, like, a hat would just go to your account. Um, but it's like... It's do you need to certify it? It's like if if Steam says well, you can steal Valve someone's says, account, right? I don't know. I guess, but like, but then someone, you can someone steal someone's could, people's NFTs too. Yeah, they could they could hack we, into your Bitcoin account somehow. We don't. Sure. We I don't think it's fair to say that we don't know enough that to like really determine if it's a hundred percent good, hundred percent bad. I think though, it's like games are kind of seeing this as an easy way to make money. 
Yeah. And then gamers are more like, even I think people who are into NFTs are kind of like, okay, but like, is this actually going to improve the game? Like yeah. Ubisoft is just randomly selling these NFTs for Ghost Recon Ghost Breakpoint. Recon Breakpoint. That's, that's that's sixty people still playing it or whatever. Uh, you know, sorry to anyone watching who plays Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I played it for a while. It, they're it like take, it they're, takes six hundred hours to get the NFT. By the way, that's getting they're sold. driving. They're driving. Really? They're listening to podcasts. They're like, hey, hey. There's people who play Ghost Recon Breakpoint. There's me. There are dozens of us. Yeah. Dozens. dozens. <laughs> but yeah, like, the, the <laughs> NFT for Ghost Recon Breakpoint, the one mask, takes 600 hours of gameplay to get it. Bro. And then, so some people have unlocked it, whether they're botting or macroing or whatever, they've got it. And they're selling them, and there's like a few hundred dollars worth of sales. And so the thing is, is, is like, I, people need to realize is like, if a game studio or, or publisher puts NFTs into their game, their hope is the game is popular, people buy and sell these things, but they continue to buy and sell these things long-term. Because with the mm-hmm. CSGO skins, some of those AK-47 skins have changed hands 50 times, 100 times, right? And they're taxing it 2% or 5% every single time. 5%, 5%, 5% to do that transaction they and wanna, to certify They want to keep it in circulation, yeah. Exactly. So they, they want to make that money um, long-term. And even, like, if you look at the Diablo the Diablo 3 auction house, they were taxing sales as well. So, really similar thing. It's been done in the past, and they can make a lot of money if they keep transferring it. But the thing is, is, like, the game has to be super popular for that to really yes. matter. Because Not if there's... break point. Like, yeah, if there's four people trading this skin, and it changes hands a hundred times, it's like, well, it took us hundreds of thousands of dollars millions of dollars to to do this and we've made five percent of 400 bucks it, you know it, right. it just doesn't matter but like I, the other argument i always see is like well if they few, do nft technology they can't just take our items away when the servers shut down and it's like is that in the contract when they make the game with nft technology they're like we will never shut down the servers are they forced to keep the servers open and and the no, other right. thing is like yeah. is like we own those items and we can use them forever. And it's like, how are you going to be well, able to use them in another game? No, you're fucking I not. Think, There's no in way. In fairness, I will say I think it's because it becomes like a collector item. Like let's say, I mean, what's a game they shut down the servers of like Club Penguin, right? Yeah. Imagine if you had like your original like Club Penguin character from Club Penguin as an NFT. Even if they shut the servers down, it's still like a remnant, right? Uh, it's like, I see, yes. You're not okay, playing fair. Club Penguin, but you can own like an actual sure. like, Club Penguin character at the end. I see. If they shut the servers yeah. down, it gets even more rare type you, of thing. You can't get a new Club Penguin. You can't get a new one. Character. Okay, I see, right? I see that side of it for sure. It's kind of like Pokemon cards that they're not printing the original set anymore. Right. But does anyone care about that AK skin if they can never use the skin or, that's or the game doesn't question. exist? It's like, I don't know. I, that's a huge question. And I think it's really going to depend on the game. Like, that's where the investment side of it is. Like, if you know that this game, like Minecraft, you're like, this game is going to pop off, right? I'm going to buy some NF- Minecraft NFTs and then years later, they're going to be worth <laughs> so much money. Yeah, but like, that's a game that like you can... Yeah, so it's... But again, it's like, how are you... What is the time spent making these NFTs, and how is it making the game better, more fun, more engaging? Okay, what's really <laughs> funny, though, is I had a game idea back in the day that was, like, super similar to what these companies are doing for NFTs. was, like, 
make it. I remember you saying this. I know. I thought it was a dumb idea then. I think it's a dumb idea. <laughs> but like, but like, okay. Oh, no. So the first person to get ten thousand headshots would get a skin for their gun, and it would be like a diamond skin. But they'd be like one out of one. That's the only. 10,000 headshots in the world. And then it would go down the list as more people would do it. And so you'd have these skins and it would be like a trading card almost. And you'd be like, I was the first person in the world to get 10,000 headshots. And then you'd, you could sell them to other people, but you would tax them. Exactly what the NFTs are doing is like you would take 5%. Yeah. And then if your game is good and your game is popular, people would do it. But also, if you have a, a skin store, and like if you look at Fortnite and there's like the Banana Man skin, we're only selling 1,000 Banana Man skins. That's it. 1,000, you have this hour to start purchasing them, and then they're gone. Or, or you have this window of eight hours to buy this skin, and after that, it will never be sold again. And then that marketplace of all these rare skins goes on. I think there's some really cool ways that they could do this, and they could probably make some money. And, and people playing it could make some money if they invested in it. But Yeah, sure. but then uh, who's going to get the 10,000 headshots first? You or some guy with an aimbot? And True? then you want to ban his account, and you lose the skin, That's and right. there's all True? these problems that arise from that. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, I think there's a lot of things that can go wrong, and it's like, playing to earn is interesting if the game is genuinely fun. Like, look how many hours we put into Destiny. God damn. Can you imagine oh, yeah. if, if my god-rolled supremacy sniper back in the day, one-of-a-kind supremacy sniper, probably one of the best snipers in the game back in the day... If I could have like sold that and been like, "Yep, here, yeah. here, let me let me no, sell." No, I mean, if you, you could, could have you sold imagine? your account, technically, true. No, but seriously, like, could you imagine how much do you think, like, if it had like a little, you know, how when you inspect a gun in your inventory in Destiny, it's got a little symbol in the upper left hand corner from where it came from, right? Which DLC pack it came from? You know what I'm talking about, right? Can you imagine if Jake? Grenader Jake could sell his last word with his little logo in the upper left, you know, so that if someone who bought it could then equip it and then have it in game. And when you inspect them, you see the Grenader Jake icon on it and, and his kill count on the gun. How much do you think that would go for? Yeah, you know? I don't know. I don't know. If Or, or if it was freaking well, we Glad's Midnight Coup. Okay. We can't even get them to give us creator codes. Now they're gonna have the creator <laughs> Jake signature last word. I mean, it's a good, it's an interesting idea, but like I think we're far away from from that. I think the real money wouldn't even come from God rolls because I think God rolls would end up being super cheap because you'd have people like you know we already have recovs. It'd be people grinding nonstop for the God rolls and then selling it on their like seventeenth yeah. account, right? Uh, True. The real money would be in emblems. Could you imagine how much? the 24-hour emblem for Last Wish would go for. The shoe, right? Or, I mean, or my 24-hour uh, Crown, of, Crown Sorrow. of Sorrow emblem would go for... If it had a, I, one day, console? If it had a little <laughs> PlayStation symbol on it for, like, yeah. one console, then it would go for way more, but unfortunately it doesn't. Uh, but like, that's where I think... I mean, there already is a marketplace for, like, emblems. People sell emblems on eBay all the time for quite a lot of money. The thing is, is like gaming isn't ever going down. It's only going up. It's going to be more popular, you know. Unless, unless you're in China and yeah. they just say, and they just you say, can no, play one it's hour a, a day. Yeah, yeah. True, but like it is going up, and so if they come up with this NFT technology and like I can play the hot new game, like example, Fortnite comes out with Fortnite MMO, 
and I start playing it. It's the best game I've ever played, and it's like, I'm going to commit eight years of my life to this and covering it. If I could also earn money because I've got the rarest guns or, like, I put in the grind, I mean, that is really appealing, and it also motivates a shitload of people to keep playing that game and keeping the game popular. When they release a new boss with a rare drop, all of a sudden, everyone's going in trying to get that rare item to sell. And so, like, I I mean, I wonder how, how many people played Diablo 3 to make money. How many people in Venezuela right now play RuneScape because they want to make money? And no, maybe they're not watching content creators and maybe they are essentially degenerates killing the economy of the game. But, you know, the idea that I can play a game that I really enjoy and potentially make money, pog. Like everyone, like tons of people do that. It's it's super appealing. It's kind of what we're doing. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So... But unlike it's NFTs, we actually help the community. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I just complain. And it works. It's incredible. It, it's incredible. And I'm getting a hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Raid Shadow Legends. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. No All doubt. right. Let's move on to this. This is kind of a crazy story. Final Fantasy had to kind of pull its game from stores in a way. Yeah. Final Fantasy Online, the Final Fantasy 14, is so shitty no, I'm just kidding. Can I say, it has the opposite problem yeah. of Ghost Recon Breakpoint. <laughs> hey! um, it's true. Final Fantasy XIV, this is now the second time this has happened. This happened, I believe, with Endwalker. Um, the servers were getting pounded because there were so many players, and they had to shut down uh, people using the free uh, registration. Because you can play a bunch of the game for free and do like the test runs like 14 days, or I think it might even be a month. It's a lot. It's a lot of time. And uh, they shut that down. But this time, they're shutting down registration for the game. They're shutting down playing the game as a new player for free. But also, they pulled all of their marketing. So they're not advertising on TV, on YouTube, because they can't advertise anymore because there's too many people joining. And they're like, ah, we don't want to bait you into trying our game, and then you can't play. And so there's some advertisements you might still see going because they had pre-existing arrangements. But yeah, they've just completely pulled their advertising because they can't keep up the amount of players. And it's like, insane. you already did this before. Didn't you expect with this brand new um, DLC that's coming out that everyone's talking about and everyone's excited about, didn't you think the same thing was going to happen? Like the entire, you know, conglomerate of Final Fantasy XIV players who already love the game and are obsessed with it, they're calling it the best Final Fantasy game they've played, period. Better than 7, better than 8, better than 9, better than 10. They're saying that the story is equivalent to a full-on Final Fantasy game and better. That's crazy. When do you ever hear that about an MMO? Oh, yeah, the story, better than the original. Better than, you know... Like no one's no one's playing Elder Scrolls you never Online. Hear that. Yeah, I mean maybe they are. But For the story, uh, yeah. that's not true. Elder Scrolls Online has actually still got a pretty solid community. Yes, but are they Sorry. saying the story is better than Skyrim? The better story than Oblivion? I don't know. Maybe they are, but I've seen some of the highest they, praise. They're not ever. pulling Elder Scrolls from the shelves. Like, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, true. The, not to true. crap on Elder Scrolls, but it's like Elder Scrolls is popular. Like it, it has a fan base. This yeah. is like hitherto unknown science. Like this is like, right. like this, well, is, this something is a we global never sensation. See. Yeah, yeah. Like it's crazy. Like when do you see this? I mean, the thing is, though, isn't it kind of impressive 
that instead of completely botching their servers and bogging them down and people have like 15 hour queues, they're like, we're going to stop selling the game so that all the people that have supported us have a better time. We will yeah, eat, it's kind of we like will a eat noble, that loss. It's kind of like a noble thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. We're Until we can get those servers, we're not going to screw over everyone else. But also, isn't that like the craziest scarcity play too? It's like, oh, by the way, our servers are back on. Everyone's going to be like, I'm downloading it now. I, I got to buy it. <laughs> right? Dude, I want to buy it now. I just That's right. I, That's I'm right. looking. If there's no new games, I'm going to... I've got a level 60 Dragoon. I've got some levels already in the game I haven't played in years. Because I played right when it came out. I'm going to go back and play once those servers open up and just Start a new dabble. character with me and we'll play. There well, you go. The thing is, is you can just change weapons. And so I'm a level 60 Dragoon. But if I just equip a bow, I can become an archer at level one. You don't have to make a new character. You just change your weapon, and I I have to level up just like you. We could we could do that. I, I could be like a white I could be a white mage, and I could heal you. Okay, do you know what? I'm getting too excited about this. Let's just let's, let's re we can't even, yeah. we can't even play the game, bro, because the That's servers right. are shut down. Let's not get ahead yeah, of ourselves. I, yeah, it's like I mean, gosh. World of Warcraft isn't even making content right now because everyone's walked out of the studio in yeah. protest. Meanwhile, their co main competitor is like, we literally can't advertise this game anymore because we can't handle it. Yeah. Like, that's not good if you're right. World of Warcraft. Um, there's not much more to say about this topic unless you guys have anything. Do you want to move on to the Activision stuff? Nope. Congratulations on your success. Yeah. Final Fantasy. And, and, and honestly, it's kind of... Kind of Insane. exciting. It's like, I hope you keep it up. And, like, I hope more games have these success stories with communities that love them. I don't really ever see complaints about Final Fantasy. and No, I really don't either. It's it's so consistent. No. I got to go, I gotta go on the done, subreddit, it's, though, it's, because, you know, the subreddit's yeah. always going to be toxic. I want to go oh, the, it yeah. and just see. Maybe it's all praise on there as well. It's just like, we love Dude, the game. I don't the know. You go They've on never, Final you go on the Final Fantasy subreddit, you're like, there's not a single death threat. This is unreal. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. That um, it's not like a Halo Infinite yeah, subreddit so, over there. But the thing is, Final Fantasy, they've done something not a lot of developers do these days. They've done something that not a lot of game companies are allowed to do. Uh, and it's called um, Make a Good Game. And, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like... We've talked about this before. Like, they're not trying to pump out content. They let the game almost kind of die in between these, like, big expansions. But then mm -hmm. they come out with these massive hits, these massive expansions. And they're just pumping out great content, right? And it's like, and they're not necessarily rushed to do so. Um, sure. Or maybe they are, but they actually hit their deadlines. And it's like all these other games, Battlefield, Halo, it all seems, like, rushed out. And it's just like, why don't you just launch a solid game? Like, um... Video game donkey did his like video on Halo today and just kind of talked about like there's so much cool stuff about this. It's just so clearly unfinished. Like if you just given it an extra year, have a proper open world, fix up the campaign a little bit, you know, smooth things out a bit, you, you'd have like such an incredible game. And it's like, you, you know, when we finally have a complete solid full game like Final Fantasy, people flock to it. Yeah, that's right. True. That's why I thought I thought I always thought Outriders could have could have done that if they reached a broader audience. I think their approach to the game was was sort of in that same spirit where they were like, we just want to make a really good game. It's not going to be live service, but we're going to yeah. put our heart and soul into it. I think if it was a game that it wasn't maybe quite it was there, a different, though. it wasn't quite there. It wasn't the right genre for it either. It's sort of a niche sort of a genre. I don't think everybody's look 
looking to run around with guns that have like boils on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but like but, the dev, the dev like culture was what you need. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say every every uh, developer that I interacted with while while trying to make content for that game was was very passionate about it. And they've I got mean, a uh, yeah. They've got a DLC coming out. Mm-hmm. Try it out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we really slipped this Final Fantasy topic in here because of all the people who say we only have bad things to say about video games these days. So, just one, shut them up. <laughs> one guy said that one time. True Vanguard reads all the comments. I He's so never rattled forget. by that. I do. I do read all the comments for better or worse. Often for worse, I feel like our live chat is always so... Like, the people who show up for the live chat are always so cool. And yeah. we get good viewership on our... and and um you know, listens on our show, but obviously you can't see comments on the podcast audio files. It's just a so guy driving YouTube, saying how the, annoyed the, he is. Yeah, that's right. But the YouTube commenters, I swear, it's like a solid third I of them are just people who hate us. Cesspool, dude. It's just dude, people being I like, Cacus doesn't stop interrupting. Like, of course, I know. That's I, why they got me, boys. I sit I, there <laughs> in bed, just scrolling, reading those. Oh. Just la- I just laughed to myself. Dude, yeah, I, I don't read. No, you don't. Swear first rule of YouTube, don't read the YouTube comments. Actual cesspools. All right, moving on from there. <laughs> so Activision threatens employees. They essentially said, hey, heard you guys are thinking about unionizing. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> but I would definitely consider... If we find out that you signed anything, they, they essentially said, think of the repercussions. If you sign that, just that, that's all we're going to say, yep. which is which is crazy. And I mean, there is pros and cons to unionizing. But at the same time, what's working at Activision isn't working. It, it's not yeah, yeah. It's, working. It's one of those things where it's like they, they, they outlined some of the downsides of union. unions aren't all upside they have some downsides they said hey listen if you unionize this union will represent you you no longer represent yourself as an individual you're going to get the same amount of pay like you know we'll have to have a, a senior game developer you get the same amount of pay no matter what project you're on you matter what like you have you know what i mean that's standardized across this union and there's sometimes that's good sometimes if you feel like you're working on an extra hard project you'd be like no i want to get made paid more are they actually getting paid more this whole other story the point here is not to discuss the pros and cons of unions when it comes... That is a very large economical topic that people are going to have some pretty hardline political stances on either side. That's not what we're doing here. The issue is that the timing and the optics, right? There's something called optics in business. Like, how how does this look to the outside world? It doesn't look good, you know? The, we uh, talked to, I think we talked before the show, nothing's getting done on Warzone basically right now. Like the, a huge amount of the Call of Duty studios are not working right now with solidarity of all the QA team that got fired that we talked about earlier. So not a lot is getting done in the studio. Bobby Kotick, <laughs> Kotick is still there, baby. That guy's gone nowhere. The CEO of Activision Blizzard who... S- uh, like saw all of this explode under his watch he is not going anywhere he's still there and then you come out with this letter being like don't you dare unionize right it's like it just doesn't look good they've got to just... give somewhere that's the thing like every every attempt that that their workers make to make things better 
Activision just meets with more aggression, right? They're shutting down yeah. everything they do. They have to give somewhere, right? And it's not that unionizing might not be the, you know, the ideal situation, but I feel like people are just pushed to the point of desperation where they're like, listen, if you're not going to work, if you're not going to do anything for us, we got to unionize. Exactly. And so, it, so I totally understand that sentiment. And people in the comment section are asking, well, what are, what are the what are the cons of unionizing? And that's a good question, you know. Um, I said there's a lot that goes into it. It's, it's not it's not as simple as oh, it's just someone who's going to fight for your rights on your behalf. Um, sometimes that can mean that there's a pay ceiling, you know. For example, like everybody who works in your similar position is going to have a ceiling. Of, Here's what you all get paid now, because that's what the union says. And uh, any attempts that you you know make to outperform your your peers, maybe you perform really, really well. You you might struggle to get things like bonuses, raises, and things like that because you're you're just set at the same level as everybody else, regardless of your performance. So it's got pros and cons, no doubt about it. Uh, but even though it it might be the best move, it might not be the best move. But the the fact of the matter is, Activision is really just not giving in anywhere, and they've got to compromise. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like the, the the issue is not the unionization. Again, it's like it's just like it's another thing negative against the employees it's like this is the letter you send out like no letter about bobby stepping down as he should right. have forever ago no letter about all these things and like actual actionable things that like one of the things they're they're doing is they said like oh we now have a zero tolerance policy towards harassment it's like how is this like something that you would not like was it not like Shouldn't it been like that from the start? Like we we allowed a little bit of harassment, but now right, right. you know no yeah. harassing your fellow employees. It's like why is this a thing that's getting announced? Like obviously the the, to the the tolerance towards harassment should be zero. Like that's that's the standard. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, are you patting yourself on the back? Like yeah, now you can't get harassed at work. It's like okay, I yeah. I should hope so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All righty. It's weird. It's bizarre. Um, I don't know. And it's just like another like thing. And I feel like, I mean, people are already just not working and I, I can't imagine that they can like fire a bunch of people who are like not working because like, who's going to want to work there now? Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And like, at what point does firing all these people or like, I mean, they've got to be bleeding money. The projects have got to be so delayed; it's not even funny. I know. I, I'm like, shocked what? that I'm shocked that like the share price hasn't tanked more than it has because it's still at like sixty three dollars a share, and like maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but it's like Overwatch is gonna be delayed, Warcraft is delayed, Diablo is gonna be delayed. What new games are you making? It's like. I don't know. Do investors not realize that, like, without games, Dude, I guess maybe Warzone is such a cash cow they don't care. But <laughs> yeah, like even I them, swear, you said they're you said they're not they're not working on it a lot. Like, there's gonna studios. be like a report that comes out and it's gonna show like empty studios and like how far behind they've fallen with all this, and then the share price is gonna like collapse. Like, it, I there's just gonna be like one, an article that finally comes out and, and and says all this stuff. But man, j just absolutely wild. Like truly insane that it's still going on and it's gonna eventually because obviously they've done a lot there's still people working they've done probably a lot of work like like stuff comes out quite a bit like after you've done it so like a lot of the stuff that's coming out now the work was still going on the brunt of the work happened before all this walkout and everything walkouts happened 
Right. So like, there's gonna reach a point where then it's like, we have nothing. Like Warzone season two delayed inef- inevitably or like uh, indefinitely. Like we don't know when it's gonna come out. Type of thing. Speaking so, of delays, though, or, something something weird that happened uh, yesterday is: Did you dumb. see that Diablo Four actually posted a quarterly update? I saw. I watched it. Really? Yeah. That's cool. They came out with a quarterly update, and they're like going over. Um, like weapons and customizing weapons. So like if you if you have a legendary axe that says, I think the one on here is like uh, 4% of fury or, or like you'd get 4% more damage per fury spent or something like that. Like a really cool little perk. You can dismantle that item and get an essence. And then you can put that essence on another weapon and like slot it in and it'll boost it up to a legendary with that. So if you had like crap yeah, stats on something, you can like... Or, or if you have terrible stats but a really good passive, you can steal it and, like, infuse gear, which is pretty cool. And then they showed the, they whole, all... the Paragon board. Like, uh, the Paragon system was these little passives you can do. They've almost got, like, a skill tree Paragon board, and you can, like, funnel into different bonuses as you level up and everything. Oh, wow. They're showing animations for skills, and, like, some of the animations look, like, yeah, really like, good. They, like, they the were combat sh- looks insane. They were showing the, like the damage radiuses like more match the actual animations like for example you have like the thing where like the guy holds out the axe and starts spinning around that's in every single game of all time right, <laughs> right. Yeah. so here, normally he's here, like I'll, the, I'll bring some up on the screen here just so you can yeah so normally watch. the area of effect is just a circle it's like it does damage in the entire circle but now the damage is actually where your weapon is and it moves and swings around so it's like a little bit you get that better like feedback of like oh that I'm, I'm damaging enemies where the axe is actually hitting because it's kind of weird when you activate it and you know a character like near your back just dies right and you're like oh you know what i mean like th- this is a lot more like what you're seeing on screen is actually going on in the background a bit more yeah, yeah you can see that happen in the game and like the graphics and the lighting, it looks awesome. But it it but looks it, good. It's like it when so when good. is it coming out? And, That's and, the thing. I'm like, you're done. This looks done. <laughs> right. This is done. What else are you doing, bro? Yeah, this right? game, the the textures, like the different maps. I've I feel like I've seen multiple maps and enemies. It's like, what else are you working on? Maybe maybe they've got all the animations they're working on the story. But this looks so good. Um, it looks you very take it Diablo. Off before we I mean, get copyright yeah. striked, like even like the bridges and the yeah, like everything about it just it just looks it looks very Diablo. I love it. Yeah, no, it, it looks great. And again, it's like it looks like what more? I this looks like very well done. It looks like the animations are are there. Like this looks fantastic. Uh, and I definitely, I mean, we just complained about games being rushed, so we don't want them to rush. But it's like three years away. It's like literally two or three years away at this point. Yeah, they said they yeah. didn't even have a release date for it. So that's some, Which is so shocking good. to me that they're that far along. It looks that good, and they're like, "Yeah, don't even don't even hold your breath." Which is yeah, they're wild. like, "Yeah, this game, rip." <laughs> like, see, <laughs> yeah, see you in five years, stupid. Like you're not and crazy, so, dude. You know, I guess some things must still be getting worked on. I guess maybe they've had that quarterly update being edited and ready now. for a long time, but uh, there must be some project happening at Activision, but it's like four people who work in like the janitor closet or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. My and fear is that it's just going to end up being something that a lot of talented people really worked on for a really long time. That just never sees the light of day. You know, there's a game. I don't know if maybe you guys or someone in chat knows 
I forget Starcraft the name. Ghost. I forget the name of the game, but I, it was at least ten years ago Starcraft that this Ghost. game was shown off at like E3 or whatever, and it was like this uh, this sci-fi bounty hunter game, right? Where you're doing like parkour through this super sci-fi city, like big city. You're parkouring through the city, and you've got these devices, and you're scanning. You find your target in a crowd, and then you have to like neutralize them, and uh, and bring them in and get paid. It was wasn't that the original Prey? sci-fi? That's I think that might be what it was. It was Prey, and then they like redid the whole thing. They scrapped the whole thing. Yeah, because yeah, they're like, I think eh. it was like a funding issues or something, but. I remember seeing the reveal for it. And I was like, that looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to buy that. I'm going to play that. Remember Star Wars 1313, bro? That looked fantastic, too. Gone. Uh-huh. Like, no one knows what happened to it. Scrapped when they bought LucasArts or when EA got the rights. Speak of the devil. Did you play Prey? Like, did you did you end up trying Prey? No. no. Oh, it was, it was great. Like, just kind of like a horror. Uh, like, did you play Dishonored ever? No. Like, the Assassin? Or a little bit, a little bit. Oh, it was it was awesome! Like you get all these different upgrades and weapons, and you're making your way through this like disassembled uh, space station, and the enemies are this like mimic uh, ectoplasm thing, and so like you'll be okay, you'll like walk into a room, and then a lamp will just go, and it'll like turn into the monster and attack you. So so you're making your way through, and then you're like you just like shoot a computer you're like, screen because you're like I don't anything. know. <laughs> I don't trust. Yeah. It's yeah. such a it was such a fun game, and then apparently I was actually watching a skill up video. He was going on about how um, there's a similar game to Deathloop, but it's it's Prey. It's like a DLC Prey, and it's like a it's like a simulation. And he was talking mm-hmm. about how you know everyone loves Deathloop, and everyone's saying it was good, and it got a bunch of good reviews. And he's like, it's trash compared to Prey's DLC, but no one plays it. There's like. Every review of it, like, there's, like, it's such a non-existent game. No one tried the game. No one gave it the light of day. And he's like, it was ten times better. I don't know. It's wow. just kind of kind of crazy. Huh. So if you guys are looking for a, a game to try, if it ever goes on discount, check out Steam. Check out Prey. It was a pretty wild, uh, wild ride. Interesting. So let's move on to Cyberpunk. The investors kind of got destroyed. <laughs> uh, I don't know you if remember. you remember. We reported on this mm-hmm. story, like... A year ago, right? Back when yeah, the things with cyberpunk move slow. Turns out, that's right. Well, legal things move slow. Yeah, the game is rushed. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, we reported that the investors were actually suing CD Projekt Red because of the launch, the failures, the fact that they couldn't meet the predicted sales at the time. And so we report on this like it sounds like a big deal. Like all the mm-hmm. investors are coming for their throats. They want their money. And so, well, this past week, we got the news of the settlement and what the investors settled for. And it was a whopping, like, one... Don't quote me on this. I know it was in the it was in the ballpark of, like, $1.3 million. $1.3 million. That's That that's might sound like got. a lot. That's... But, M-Tash makes more from Raid Shadow Legends in a year than, than <laughs> that every is, investor got in CD Projekt <laughs> That's pennies, guys. Pennies. Like, why even go to court for that much money? That's, CD Projekt Red made, made can I say, half a billion dollars, over half a billion dollars. Can I say, can I say, can I say? Obviously, I'll the be- M-Tash thing is a joke. M-Tash does not make a million dollars from Raid Shadow Legends, right? Right, it's half a million. Close, yeah. but not quite. Yeah, close, but not quite. No, in all honesty, to put this in perspective, one point. Three, right? Or 1.4, 1.3? Something like that. 1.85. Ninja got played, paid a million dollars to play Apex Legends for a day. Yeah. 
So Ninja made as much as all the investors who got ripped off by CG Project Project Red. Ninja made basically that much in a day. Just yeah. playing Apex. Yeah, that's like, that's like stubbing your toe as right. a corporation or less. No, yeah. it's like it's like, oh, this coffee doesn't taste great. Yeah. That's that's the inconvenience that they just placed on them. Like, right. oh, what's that? You're out of my favorite bagel? Okay, I'll get a different bagel instead. That yeah. is the inconvenience that $2 million, $10 million, $15, 20000000 million, they'd be like, really? All right, sure, we'll settle for that. I expected like $50 million, $100 million. You know, that's kind of know. the ballpark. Yeah, And it's see. like, why so low? Like, did they not have a case? Like, is it, is the case, case? I, was, I don't know. I was saying, like, it's got to be the fact that it's so low, you got to think, like, well, if they would have went to court, they would have lost. And they were just like, go away, money. Like, you're going to lose this. Let's just settle. Go away. One yeah. point whatever million dollars. You know, it could be that. It could also be... It could also be that the investors kind of realize, like, you know, they had that initial, we got to go after our money. And then over the course of time, it's like... Do we, is this really what we need to do? Yeah, because like CD Projekt Red. I mean, they. I mean, The Witcher on Netflix is popping off. You know, yeah. we don't want to handicap them for future development that we could reap the benefits of. I don't know, like what happened there. Yeah, like that's the thing. They still made a lot of money with Cyberpunk, and they're still over half a billion money. dollars. Yeah, yeah, and they're still making money, and. The game is improving, and so they will make lots more money, especially, like, when they have the first big DLC and they kind of go in and fix a lot of this stuff, I feel like a lot of people will jump back into Cyberpunk, right? Um, And eventually, especially because The Witcher is so popular, and Season 2, I've heard good things about Witcher Season 2, just came out, they're going to make The Witcher 4 and make a bazillion jillion dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And so the investors are probably like, well, you know... Yeah, it's basically on sale right now. Heck, I should pick up some CG Project Red stock right now. <laughs> no it's probably, doubt. It's probably just, I mean, you say, I shouldn't say that because, you know, this is not financial advice. I do nothing but lose money financially. <laughs> so don't listen <laughs> the, to me. We're the kings of that. That's right. It's, it's very interesting because, like, they, they bungled 2077 so hard, you wonder, like, does it give you confidence for The Witcher 4? Or are they going to say, like, never again, we're going to work so hard in The Witcher? You'd want them to do that. You'd want them. But Battlefield has had bungled launches, like, three times in a row, four times in a row. And they're doing fine. And, and they're, <laughs> yeah, they're doing okay. But it's like, you'd think this time, to be like, hey, guys, uh, Battlefield 5 was a launch disaster. Battlefield 4 was a launch disaster. Battlefield 3 was a launch disaster. How about we make sure Battlefield 2042 isn't a launch disaster? Nope. It's, nah. <laughs> it's crazy how much these game studios get away with. I could rant about that endlessly. But let's yeah, let's move on to a nicer, a little loving topic. Minecraft, the first video game ever to reach one trillion, not billion, one trillion views on YouTube. So number one, holy cow. Yeah. Half yeah. of those are my son. Right? Uh, yeah, half of those are your son. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. 500 billion just TV just, son. Just Grady. Just doing that's just thing. That's just insane. And it's like, okay, here, I'm going to look up uh, Dan TDM, his social blade, because he was, like, always really big on Minecraft. I want to see how many views he has. Okay, he has 18 billion views. 
but he has played a bunch of other games. But 18 billion. He's like it's a lot of views. That's huge. nuts. And, and let's check Dream. So like, let, let's just see what Dream is doing. So he's got. Wait, he only has two billion views. I mean, two billion views is amazing. But Dan has 18 billion, and Dream only has two billion. Dream's still pretty new, right? I guess. Yeah, I guess he's new. To and if scene, you look at the sure. time, yeah, that's true. Dream was made. You know, very recently his success what, popped up. What's Log.zip up to? But like, still. Even then, if you add the two together, we're at 20 billion. 20 billion. So how the hell are you getting to a trillion? Like, we need I to mean, do, we yeah, need to do 900, 980 billion more. Well, and so it's, it's just like, all of them put together, all the people. Dude, think about like the original like Captain Sparkles and stuff, how many views he got back in the day with original Minecraft, right? And then it kind of died for a bit. And then it had that unbelievable resurgence. Right. Uh, like, even on Google Trends, like if you look at it, it is a phenomena. Phenomena. Oh, because we, like they have you know, a bunch of new content. We should, we should not have been playing Destiny 2 here, boys. I know. We, the, we played our cards wrong, back, man. No, yeah, that was a back tell. Tell you what. Well, it's also like people like Dream, Tommy, in it right now. They're very young. Like they're like 17, 18. They're very young. And that's the audience of Minecraft is like the young. That's why you have like the dream stands and the stands, right? And, and yeah. like they go on Twitter and like someone says something remotely bad. They millions of people come and attack you. And you're like, I didn't even say it was such a joke, right? Like, but that, that, that culture of like that stand culture, people are very obsessive over these creators, right? And like dream fans are just fans, such hardcore fans. Like that's also pushing this engagement. They're watching every... My fan, my fans, yeah, I love my fans. They don't watch every single video I make multiple times and then share right. them with all their friends. Dream, dream, uploaded, yo, yo, yo. You know what I mean? Like it, it is that kind of like stand culture that is again a lot of younger kids are doing it, and that's what's going on in Minecraft right now. You had a bit of that with Fortnite. I think they've honestly like, well, grown out of it, and then that new wave is with Minecraft. Like Minecraft is like the Minecraft and Roblox are, like, the hot games uh, for that, like, age demographic. Roblox has been in some hot water lately, though. Yeah! Dude, that's a story we should have reported. Oh, my gosh. Like, child labor laws, basically. Yeah. A guy named Dave made a good comment. Minecraft is literally the equivalent of Lego and will surpass it. Probably. Because kids aren't yeah, asking for Lego at Christmas. They're asking for Minecraft skins. My kid is building. like, I want, I want Minecraft coins. So he can go to... He, he sits there. I swear he says, spends half of his time just scrolling through the marketplace, looking at maps and adventures and stuff. Dude, it's He so... has a problem. He needs help. Yeah. <laughs> He's addicted <laughs> to Minecraft. My I kid rem- is... Good. I, I remember like playing with Lego. You'd make like a castle. You'd make like a tank or something. You're like, this is so sick, right? But in Minecraft, you can make a castle unlimited. You don't have to buy four hundred dollars of Lego. You just That's build right. in Minecraft. Yeah, mm-hmm. you buy it once yeah. and get more more creative it's opportunities than you could ever the see. The accessibility yep. of Minecraft is something that no other game has even come close to touching. Every game has its its audience, right? And it's some 
some niche demographics. Some are bigger, some are smaller. But Minecraft was like, we want to reach everyone in the whole freaking world. If you suck at video games, you can play our video game. If you're great at video games, you can play our video game and make guides on how to build stuff and make money. Like, it's... No matter where you are on the spectrum, Minecraft is something you can get into. Even my wife, who doesn't... She, she basically just plays, like, adventure and survival games with, with me and our friends. Every now and then, I'll go upstairs... And she's sitting on the couch, and she's, like, building an apartment complex in Minecraft. And I'm like, that looks really good. And she's like, yeah, it's just kind of cathartic. I just kind of zen out and do it, you know? So I, that's, that's like, their success is really rooted in their demographic being so freaking broad. My, they nailed it. My prayer is that they make Minecraft 2. It's got all the accessibility, and you've got, like, basic mode. But then they have a ton of bosses like Terraria. That's the thing I, I love about Terraria is like there's bosses and it starts with like the Eye of Thulu and it's like a pretty easy boss that you can kill with a bow and the, a little bit of prep yeah. time. And then there's Skeletron and there's like, it, it kind of moves away up and then you can unlock hard mode if you beat a harder boss. And then there's like pretty insane bosses where you need good gear and you, you know, you got to start getting some upgrades. And the whole progression system, like Terraria is so sick. There, I think there's, Maybe, I'm just going to guess, like, 20 bosses. I would love to see that with Minecraft. All the building, keep that the same, but then have some, some like, real progress long-term. I think it would be so perfect as a game. It might not be as loved because it, it maybe adds a little bit more difficulty or depth, but it would get me playing it for sure. I, I, can't, I can't do just a regular Minecraft. I've tried, and Dude, it's cool. I see the potential, yeah. but it's just not for me. I saw something recently where someone made a cpu in minecraft like literally built a moving cpu with redstone a working cpu and was like playing they had like a screen they were like playing pong and like games like it had memory it had memory in this minecraft structure with redstone i don't even know how i don't even know that's insane because you're smart uh, (laughs) like smarter than me that's for sure like the stuff you could do with that is insane yeah, Gorgonak yeah, just donated, said, don't forget about music. making music using Minecraft, yeah. I can still hear, if I want to hear the, like, normal, like, melon, like, the tune when you first spawn in on, like, the grassland, I can yeah. still hear it. Yeah. Uh, Shiver, 10 months, thanks for becoming a real gamer hour. And a uh, guy named Dave with an elite gamer, thank you so much. Um, yeah, Minecraft, limitless possibilities. It will be around for our kids and probably their kids. Like, it's not going anywhere. And maybe it's they update a, it, but it's like it's kids, truly as universal. Kids want to be creative, like, and Minecraft is like the ultimate outlet for that. Like, I can't, like, yeah. Not not many, only that, not the games come close. Not only that, but like the people who make like map packs and skins and stuff in Minecraft are so talented that no matter what's relevant at the time, if it's jurassic world right and kids today love jurassic world but guess what minecraft has a ton of jurassic world stuff that you can spend minecraft money on right it doesn't matter like whatever's relevant at the time minecraft is going to have something that that hits that thing that your kid is interested in or that you're interested in. maybe you're like dude i really dig the mandalorian well guess what every episode of the mandalorian those spaces have been built in minecraft Yep. You spend some coins, you can go there, you can do Mandalorian stuff. You know, it doesn't matter. And that's the thing that, about Minecraft that I think makes it so successful, is that it's constantly changing and developing by the users themselves, making things, creating things. 
And Mo Yang's like, yeah, go for it, guys. You guys are great. Keep doing what you're doing. So, so someone in chat, in. someone in chat just said that my answer or my prayers might have been answered by this game called Hightail. I'm just gonna pull up the trailer here as well. He's saying it's like exactly what I'm saying is like Minecraft, but there's just more depth to it, and like there's some bosses you can fight and everything. And then you were saying Riot picked them up to help fund this. Really? I, I don't know if that's true. I I would need to research it. I haven't had the time. But like that could be amazing. Minecraft with some bosses and more depth. I mean, it looks really, it looks similar to Minecraft. We'll have to see. But I think that these games, you'd be stupid not to build for this demographic. It's so big, and there's only one person that's doing it well. Oh, look at these, look at these enemies. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. This game looks really good. Hightail, if you guys are listening, uh, when you get home, H-Y-T-A-L-E, Hightail. They've got orcs. It looks like riding horses. There's mounts. Oh, he's got a flaming sword and enchantments of some sort. This looks like it has some potential, and apparently it's coming out in 2023. So we're going to have hey, to wait to see. sponsor us. We'll do some promo stuff for yeah, you. Yeah, Hightail. Yeah. Shout out to your boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll give him the DMs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that looks freaking I'm so I'm always cool. looking this up. Oh, you're out. building your little base? Well, yeah, look at that guy. This is sick. Yeah, there's like dungeons and spells. and Okay, that looks sick. I'll put the uh, trailer in the comments here on YouTube so you guys can check it out yourself. And, My uh, man's scuba diving, and there's a freaking pirate ship under there. That's cool. Yeah, I know. Badass. Um, so that's going to be it for the main topics today, but we're going to take a couple minutes to do some RGH After Dark. We can reply to some questions and comments and just say, Happy holidays, you filthy animals. You know, yeah, filthy kind of animals. Yeah, and if you guys animals. in chat, no spoilers. Any of y'all in chat watching season two of The Witcher? How not you yet, taking not it? Not yet, not yet. I'm having, I'm having a lot of fun watching it. My wife has not played any of The Witcher games, and even she's liking it. But I think it's just because Henry Cavill is a beautiful man. But uh, I love it. It's getting annoying. I'm scared. I love how. <laughs> Do you have to be good nerdy, at everything? <laughs> that's right. I love how nerdy that guy is. I was watching an interview with the actresses uh, who play Yennefer and siri and they were saying like henry cavill is so fun so funny because on set you'd be filming and like in between shots he'd just be nerding out and he'd lean over you and be like did you know that in the original source material like vesemir is actually you know he like unpacks everything and they're joking they're like he knows more about the witcher than the producers than the writers than anybody else on set and he's over here nerding out about it i love that yeah yeah, he's got, like, a YouTube video, and is like, building his first, like, custom PC. And he's, like, putting all the parts together, and everyone was, like, freaking out about it. And That's right. It's cool, though, because it's, that's the thing is, like, every video game movie and show gets botched. Just, just yeah. brutalized. Like, truly brutalized. And so, you know, I, I just hope that people like that who are actually invested in gaming read the scripts and go, what are you doing? And hopefully catch it before it gets made. Because, like, there's a Last of Us show being recorded. Actually, fun fact. With in Pedro Edmonton, Pascal. In Edmonton, they were, they, filming, really? they were filming a bunch of it. Yeah, like, right underneath my brother's apartment, they were filming on no that way. street. Yeah, they Pedro had, like, there? Yeah, they had, like, yeah. Yeah, they had, like, everything. The Mandalorian himself. Yeah, I had a friend who saw them when they were in uh, Mount Royal filming, yeah. uh, filming too. They are like, that's don't take cool. any pictures. So that's pretty bizarre. My brother was, like, looking off the ledge, taking, taking pictures. My buddy lives in that building, too, and he just saw, like, all the vehicles, and, like, it, it looked pretty cool. Cool set. Um, but, yeah, they just, they just, I don't know. It's, like, who are they getting to to make these movies? And, like, 
are the game studios just selling the rights to these to these studios and they're like, yeah, you can go make a movie without trying to protect their brand a little bit? Because I can imagine it hurts your brand if you dude, have a terrible movie. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, a bil- multi-billion dollar franchise couldn't even get the same director lined up for the last three movies, dude. They're like, had the one, they had J.J. Abrams, and they're like, oh, he's not going to be around. We'll give it to another guy. The other guy's like, I'm going to do my own thing. And then J.J. Abrams came back, and he's like, no, we're going we're gonna to change it back on my track. And that's why they don't uh-huh. feel like as conjoint. Like, I'm, right. I'm not a fan. I'm not going to get into a big argument, but I think, I think most people would probably agree that it's like, that is such a wild move. Like, you'd think you'd have the same director locked in your vision throughout all three of these movies because it does feel like it takes like a hard left in the middle movie and then like a a, an overcorrection it's like how could you not do that you just bought it for how many ever many billion dollars just let dave filoni do everything yeah well or just get this get hey if you want whatever the guy who directed last jedi is dingus mccringus all right (laughs) (laughs) Right, at least have him for all three, so he can see his so vision there's consistency. through. Consistency, yeah. Right, because like, right. I mean, a little bit of spoilers if you haven't seen the new Star Wars, but I'm sure everyone has at this point. I think the most jarring thing is in the second one where they kill Snoke. Right, they kill the big villain. Right, and then in the third one, they're like, because every every single Star Wars has operated on you have the main villain, but the main villain has hints of good and bad. Darth Vader right showed mercy at times and obviously redeemed at the end though then you have like a a pure evil evil villain the emperor was originally the emperor we're like they're the real ones controlling the you know controlling things and they're like the real culprit and they're pure evil there's no good to them right because mm-hmm. if you once you redeem the villain there's no villain so you have to have right. this overarching villain Darth Sidious. so in in they did the same thing with the new ones right kylo ren is the bad guy but he has flashes of good and he has to struggle with the dark side you don't know where he's gonna turn but then snoke controls everything but they killed snoke in the second Uh, one so (laughs) the third one they're like bro what do we do out of literally nowhere palpatine's back somehow palpatine's returned (laughs) that that is will be memed on for the rest of time is that you have one of the most iconic villains returning and you you don't have a scene where like you know Who's there from the darkness? Someone's getting choked. Pans to... It's freaking Palpatine, right? None of that. It's just like in the text of Pal- somehow Palpatine's somehow, freaking back, Palpatine's bro. Does, doesn't the, the one guy literally say that? He's like, somehow... Somehow Palpatine's Pal- returned. Doesn't yeah. he literally it, say those lines? He literally like, says it. All right. Dude, <laughs> it literally... It says in the text, like, they received a radio transmission. Palpatine's back. That's pretty crazy. Anyways, it's like... <laughs> it's like, are you serious? That's what he says. Yeah. LOL, yeah, exactly. WTF, thought he died. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, and that's how they say they're like training and then they bring it together for a meeting. And the first, like basically the first five minutes are like, yeah, uh, got a radio call. Uh, Crazy thing. Palpatine's back. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me, dude? Yeah, what can you do? <laughs> but so that's just a, an example of like, if they're able to bungle Star Wars like that, not even have a plan for all three movies for star wars like how like of course you're gonna mess up you know all these other random video game movies mm-hmm. so like i i feel like they they are finally realizing that if you 
get people who care about it, like Mandalorian, right? It would really, really get it's really gonna help things going forward. Uh, we got a two dollar donation from Gorgonak. Thank you so much. Uh, Shiver with a five dollar donation. Palpatine was garbage in that movie. <laughs> Andrew Preston with $10. Happy holidays. Shout out to Cactus and MTash for that collab video with the Jez. Thanks for watching the collabs because those are yeah. sponsored. And uh, the more views, the better it looks for us. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, shout out to TV and his video on The Last Word. Hey, TV, did you get Zer's Tap the Trigger sidearm? I did, did not. It? I did not. Hmm. No, I don't. I haven't, I haven't actually physically gone to Zer on my account in probably two years. <laughs> and probably how long your, your butt might cut out a couple of years it's been a long Jesus. time i just don't care about zero anymore and i know that lately he sold some cracked stuff but what i do is i log into my son's account and i pick up the the god rolls and stuff on, on his did so you pick up the luna faction 68 luna faction i picked boots? up the 68 good, luna good. factions i would not have known about them had i not watched your video did it have a good stat distribution as well it did actually it had like a lot of recovery and uh, some, intel- uh, some intellect i think yeah, uh, I was watching your uh, farming guide on the, for the final boss for the dungeon. You talked about that. Anyways, go yeah, ahead. Just a heads up, I did report you now for account sharing because you're not allowed to do that in Destiny. <laughs> anymore, so. Oh, Ben! You hop on your son's account? Battle is going to get you, Just buy baby. a loop for him. You're done right. for. Yeah, you're right. done. You can check the Crucible stats on that account. You know I don't play on it for him. Tell you what. Now, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure you say, why. bro, this kid sucks. This kid's got to get his elo up. <laughs> he's uh, working on it. He's, he's growing. I'm not sure why, if it's Discord or, or someone's connection, but the audio is cutting out. So I think we should cut the episode now before it completely no, no, no. botches it. Before it completely botches it, we have, we said at the beginning, we got to have a little bit, uh, really quick, let's spend a little bit of time talking about... How are they going to do that if they can't hear anyone, Cacus? They can hear fine. It's fairly right. fixed itself. You're fine. All right. Christmas tips for gaming. What do you get your gamers? Well, my recommendation is go back in time so you have time to get it before Christmas would be my recommendation. True, true. My true. biggest tip is that you should definitely go to manscaped.com and use code TRUEVANGUARD to get oh 20% off and free shipping. Nice. Tell grandma your oh. undercarriage is out of control. Oh. Or you could go to displate.com and go to <laughs> the Cactus HD displate. I got my favorite collections right there. Um, but in all seriousness, I think some good things... If your gamer, uh, significant other, son, whatever, has a PC, often peripherals are needed in some way. Uh, a new keyboard, a new mouse, mouse heck, pad. even like a new quality mouse pad. Like the um, big wide mouse pads. You can get them printed with like whatever they're interested in. If they're into the Mandalorian or the Witcher, you can get like really nice mouse pads that have yeah. like a really cool custom print on it. There's a lot of like peripherals you can do. Uh, you know, a, a new mo- a new monitor is obviously getting like pretty expensive and stuff like that. But certainly, like you can get like a, if they have not the best, um, yeah, keyboard, mouse, mouse pad are some really easy ones to do. Uh, and then for your console gamers, obviously, like the new console is the best thing. Uh, you could just at this point, it's like if you don't know what to buy someone, buy them a year's of like xbox game pass game at this pass point. yeah even that's on, what we got my father-in-law game pass on pc just say hey we got it for you year or two years it's pretty cheap like even like two years is like pretty cheap two years membership you get whatever you want and they maybe if they, if they don't have it yet it's like such a good deal especially if you have like a kid and yeah, you're like no i don't know what to get this kid 
Game Pass. It's, uh, it's like here's 200 games, kid. Have fun. Yeah, like download whatever you want. There's like it's nonstop. And also, here's something a tip. Instead of getting your, I'm telling you this. If you're a parent, like this gift would go such a long way. If your kid wants a game and it's like kind of ch- on the cheaper end, like Minecraft's only like 20 bucks. Game Pass is certainly on the cheaper end. A year of Game Pass in total is like not that much. Um, especially like the first few months are a dollar and then it jumps up to $15. I don't know. It's going to be like 50 bucks for a year or something like that. Buy two copies, one for them, one to give to a friend. I'm telling you that will go such a long way. Like, Hey, I got two copies of Minecraft. You want Minecraft? Here's Minecraft for yourself. And I got a second copy. Give it to whatever friend you want. Cause it's so much more fun to play with a friend. Right. And yeah. if, they have that extra copy that they can give whatever friend didn't get it for the Christmas and then they can get him in there as well or her in there as well. Yeah. It's huge. I This has actually been a great way for my son to bond with his grandparents is that both my dad and my wife's dad are like peripheral gamers, but we got them Game Pass. So now my son actually links up with them and play, sometimes at night he'll be like, hey, can you text Poppy and see if he's available and i'll text him he's like sure i'll hop on and then they play video games together it's like my son yeah and his grandfather are now playing a video game together for you know 45 minutes to an hour just shooting the breeze that's great for kids and it's awesome great for bonding grandpa yeah. too yeah yeah get some v bucks for fortnite if they're playing fortnite I mean, that's pretty easy, too, because Mine. they don't have credit cards and they want to get some skins or the battle pass or whatever. Like, honestly, gaming isn't going everywhere or going anywhere. And kids really enjoy gaming. And, like, you can fight it, but it will not go away. And, like, if you put in good boundaries for your kids and explain, like, if your grades are good, if you if you can, like, make some friends, you can play video games. Like, if you get your homework done, if you do some chores around the house, you know, like, stuff like that is, like... They need to earn their playtime, but I don't think that gaming is necessarily a bad thing. Creativity. We're just talking about Minecraft. The amount of brain power you're using to do some of these things in Minecraft and the, and the skills you can learn. Playing online with friends. I mean, these guys right here. I talked to them before I ever got to meet them, and they're some of my best friends. And eh. a lot of my friends are all that people that I met online. And um, the people that I bonded with most, even in high school, when I did have friends that I would see at hockey, the ones I'm closest with are the ones that I played games with at home after we were done hockey, after we were done school. Those are the ones that became my long-term friends. get home, get home, get on Modern Warfare 2. Right. We're grinding those fall camos, baby. That's right. And so, like, another gift is just, like, like, try to understand your kids and their gaming and, like, if you're trying to hunt down this gift, I think that's a great first step. Like it truly is a great first step is like, what do you need for your gaming setup? Like what would change your gaming setup for the better? Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's my recommendation is just like, as long as you're doing it in a healthy way is like embrace that gaming a little bit. My dad would always say, stop gaming. Why don't you just watch TV for a bit? And I'm like, what? You want me to sit and watch (laughs) TV? And he's like, yeah, just do something different. Just watch some TV. And it's like, so you want me to sit there and just mindlessly look at ads and watch the show instead of actively playing a game where I'm thinking and reacting Developing and like playing hand-eye coordination. Like and, it just yeah. doesn't make sense. A lot of parents just don't get it. 
and I mean, I'm sure many parents now are kind of like us. Like, they grew up with gaming, so it's not as much of an issue. But, um, you know, just just ask them. Just what would help your gaming setup, and you'll get your best answer. Because some, you know, especially because some people have invested in different things. Like, you go and buy them a nice $300 monitor, and it's like, yeah, I have a better monitor than this because I've invested in it. Like, for your husband. Or like, yeah, I've got a brand new keyboard. I, why would I want a new keyboard? You know, like, just try to get some ideas from them. Anyways, that's going to be pretty much it for the RGH episode, number 66. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure to follow. We typically do this on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time, but we had to move it because of the holiday season. We'll be on next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time for episode 67. I'm Mtashed. Oh, wait. Hot tub stream for episode 69? <laughs> We're going to have to see, baby. <laughs> Yeah. I'm Cactus HD. <laughs> I'm True Vanguard. And this was the Real Gamer Hour. See ya. Bye.